No mai hari mai ki tēnei hōtaka. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National. Today, extraordinary scenes after yesterday's massive operation to clear the illegal occupation of Parliament grounds. Lecturer in politics, Dr Lara Greaves, looks over the issues with us. I'm sure our panellists will have uh, views and thoughts on that too. A new tool aiming to fight the pay gap in Aotearoa is set to launch in a few days. Prue Flax is the board chair of Mercury Energy with us today. Will other organisations follow? Should they follow? And a plastics treaty signed overnight. International plastics treaty seen as an historic deal. Why? Because of the 9.2 billion tonnes of plastic produced since 1950, 7 billion tonnes is waste. And a billion-year-old stolen rocks have no material value, but could be the oldest on Earth. And it led me to a question of the day. So um, it mightn't be billion-dollar rocks, but what is one special thing that you have at your home? A bit of a show-and-tell, an heirloom, an item you covet, a rare copy of Saturday Night Fever. Text us, 2101. You can email the panel at rnz.co.nz. Our manahiri today, Heather Roy, professional director, principal of consulting company TalkPoint, and former minister and ACT MP. Heather, lovely to have you on. Welcome to the programme. Kia Wallace. Thank you. Also, uh, Shane Tepo, HR director at Mega, co-host party people on RNZ and former Labour Party activist. Shane, uh, kia ora to you. Lovely to have you on also. Coming up to 13 to 4, the panel, to this first, as you'll know, the Parliament's playground was burned in the protest yesterday, charred. Mm -hmm. It remains standing, but it is very charred. The parliamentary play space was a government-initiated project aimed at increasing the accessibility and interest of Parliament to children and young families. It marked the 30th anniversary of the UN Convention of the Rights of the Child. This is what Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said at the opening in November 2019. What better message can we send that we're focused on the well-being of kids than giving them a space to play in the very place where we are given the job of looking after them? And as we know, Trevor Mallard went down the slide himself. With us is Wellington City Councillor Fleur Fitzsimmons, who started a fundraising page to get the slide back up and running. Fleur, kia ora, welcome. Kia ora. So the destruction of this playing became... Uh, one of the symbols of the protest, some would say. How badly damaged is it? Yeah, apparently it's not as damaged as first feared, but there is definitely some damage needed. So really trying to look at fundraising some money to not only fix it, but hopefully expand the playground down at Parliament. Oh. It's a beautiful, it's, it's, it's a reminder of the beautiful design that it is, isn't it? It was. I mean, it uses the sustainable forest beach. And I was reading that uh, that sinuous slide referenced the shape and movement of the New Zealand long finial and reflecting the nearby hidden Waipero stream. Um, so it's important to you and other Wellingtonians to actually get it back up and running. Oh, yeah, it's very precious. My children go to the Christchurch Parliament, which is somewhat fittingly called Playhouse, and it was heartbreaking to tell them that the slide that they and so many other kids love had been damaged. And they said in that innocent way that children do, what are we going to do, Mama? So this, hopefully this fundraising will go some way to not only repairing the slide, but sending a message of um, inclusion and welcome to kids who visit Parliament. And Heather Roy, you would have uh, seen the uh, pretty int- intense images uh, of this slide burning. Yes, yes, I had meetings 
Are you there? CBD oh, yesterday. There. Yes, I am. Hmm. I had meetings in the CBD yesterday and there was a lot of smoke in the middle of the afternoon. Lots of police, the police helicopter was overhead. Um, and look, I just reiterate what Fleur has said. It's a, it's a wonderful playground. We're previously children, when I was at Parliament, all they had to play on was clamouring around the base of the bronze statue of Richard John Seddon. So it would be great to see it reinstalled. Um, and it signalled to me, actually, that Parliament really was a place for all Kiwis when the playground was put in place. I thought it was a great initiative. Yeah, Shane? Well, kia ora. First of all, Fleur, I'm very pleased that the people of Wellington have got their city back and go about their lives unimpeded. I, 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 love, I love the slide. I, I, I love the parliamentary precincts. I, I, travel, I have travelled in the past, but you can't get, normally get anywhere near um, the, the world's parliaments. I want to see it opened up back to the people. I want to see the slide return. And me and my, me and my own little whanau are going to give a koha and let's get that up and running and see, it. in fact, if we can grow it a bit. And, uh, and 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 just make sure that it's accessible to all mm. people as much as possible. Mm, mm, mm. And, and and add to it as you say, uh, Shay and Anne Fleur. So you wrote, um, quote, quoting you, Fleur, burning a kid's slide tells you everything you need to know about the protesters. I'm so angry. My kids loved that slide, and it was a symbol of our parliament being for everyone. Gross. Um, Twenty four hours on, you stand by that tweet and that sentiment. Yeah, absolutely. But I think we've got to move past anger. And I know that so many Wellingtonians have been looking for something constructive to do and in a way of kind of finding a a channel to express solidarity with um, each other and with public health and with science and against what the protesters did. So hopefully this is an opportunity for people to do that. To those who do want to help, you know, get the slide back up and running, this wonderful uh, parliamentary slide. And it, and it really is a beautiful design as well. Uh, where can they do it? Yeah, it's on Give a Little. It's under the title Fixing the People's Playground. And look, uh, um, already 449 people have donated. And some of those donations are quite small, but obviously every bit counts. How much have you raised so far? It's sitting at $14,648. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. What's your aim? We way to go? Yeah, there is a wee way to go, but I'm um, heartened by the fact that the Speaker, Trevor Mallard, has said it will be rebuilt. So really contributing to this is just hopefully contributing to it being uh, a bit bigger and a bit better. Okay, so fourteen thousand uh, dollars. It's on. Give a little. Uh, Fleur, Fleur Fitzsimmons uh, initiated this. By the way, Fleur, before you go, in terms of uh, how, how how are you and the other councillors feeling now? Oh, everyone's so relieved and so grateful to the New Zealand Police for the incredible work they did yesterday. It just feels so much better to be a Wellingtonian, and the mood of the city has lifted. Good to have you on the programme. That is uh, Fleur Fitzsimmons there, uh, who is, uh, who's got to give a little page. Just here's a bit of a fun fact for you. This is from RNZ's Katie Scotcher. Uh, fun fact from the speaker, Copperfields made more than 60,000 coffees for uh, police during the 23-day occupation at Parliament. Um, it's just that, that tweet there, Heather, was just a reminder of how everyone, I guess, did their bit and uh, there, were, <laughs> there were images going round of uh, uh, a whole pile of uh, pizzas being delivered to those um, clearing up uh, early in the evening yesterday. Yeah, it is great to see, isn't it, everybody pitching in. And actually it shows that 
Wellingtonians feel great ownership of Parliament and, and want to do the right thing in restoring it to the way it should look. Mm, uh, Shane? Yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with Flew. We've got to move on uh, from yesterday. And, yeah, and I think that's what happens in times of adversities. Kiwis come together for common cause. And uh, although yesterday was a, a day of sadness, a, sad, a day of anger, you know what? I woke up this morning feeling optimistic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, kia ora, Shane. <laughs> hey, I'm um, I'm putting the uh, putting put, putting a bit of a uh, bit of a uh, different spin on it. What about those uh, Heather and Shane who will say, as Richard says, how how can anyone justify a five hundred thousand dollar playground when base services are being disregarded elsewhere? Uh, it was a bit of a controversy at the time. I think Nick Smith came out saying mm, we don't need a parliamentary playground. Uh, this sort of expense. What would you both say? I think it was not, not only a beautiful slide, but it was, a, it was an art installation. And, you, you know, uh, of course there are, there are other things that we can invest in, but um, I just think that our parliament ought to be a place that we can go and we can celebrate. And having, and having a playground, I couldn't think of a better activity. Heather? Yeah, I mean, I agree. It, it is beautiful. The children who get to play on it are very fortunate. And it, it is a reminder of how lucky our children are, actually. It's easy you know, to forget that around the world, children's lives are being destroyed by violence, not just their playgrounds. Uh, so we should yeah. remember that, really, we live in a very fortunate country. Yeah, wonderful thoughts, both. I can't wait. I, can't, I cannot wait to tell the nation of some of the incredible uh, show-and-tells that have just come through. Here's one, Steve. My special thing at home is a 1927 Toy Fox double-barrel gun that shoots wooden balls found with original cardboard box packaging written in bold words, the harmless play gun just like Dad's big gun, very cool it's very precious to me there are some amazing little show and tells coming through it's time for uh, I've Been Thinking Heather Roy, you first Thank you, Wallace. I've been thinking about our border reopening and although that announcement was made last week it keeps coming into my mind. And the thing that really surprised me uh, when the announcement came was the overwhelming relief that I felt. Um, I, I wasn't sort of prepared for that feeling. And there's a very personal reason, reason for me wanting the border open. My daughter in Ireland is having a baby in May and my husband and I desperately want to go and see her sometime in the middle of the year. Um, but it's a reminder that there's lots of others in similar situations. There's grandparents who have babe, uh, grandchildren who are close to two years old now and they still haven't met them. And there were just far too many stories of people with sick loved ones, relatives and friends or people who had died and they weren't able to be there at that very personal uh, time that they, they would have liked to have been. But the thing that bothered me most, I think, was how divisive New Zealand's closed border has actually been. Um, I, I, I struggle with the team of five million. I think at many times we weren't a team of five million at all. It's kept uh, us safe, we, Heather Roy. It has kept us it safe. Has kept us, it has kept us safe, but I also think that uh, the change didn't happen quite quickly enough. And look, I feel so very, very sorry for the one million Kiwis denied access to New Zealand for almost two years. But look, my relief, I think, is twofold. Grateful now that we can, mm. we're free to travel again without the fear of not being able to get back. Um, but more importantly, importantly, I'm really grateful that this divisive stimulus um, is now gone and we can welcome those one million people back. Heather, I thank you. Oh, Shane Tepo, I've been thinking. 
first of all, if I may indulge, I want to give a shout out to my mate George Clark, who turns from Waihi, who turns one hundred years old on the eighth of March. Yeah, hey, fantastic. Yeah, hey, I've been thinking about changing up the the way that we think about our, our treaty. What's got me thinking about it was a discussion I've had with uh, Toy Iti and Peter Biggs, who's the chief executive officer officer of the New Zealand Symphony Orchestra. They got this really cool collaboration going along. Uh, along with Awanui Arangi, which is a Māori tertiary institution called Te Ahi Tahu Tahu, that embraces the ideal partnership between the Crown and Mana Whenua, where in such an, uh, in such an, an innovation and a joyful way, it reaches into Māori communities across the Bay of Plenty, invites artists and creators at grassroots to be part of a shared journey. It accumulates with showcasing what these under-resourced artists and communities in partnership with the orchestra have been able to produce in terms of stories that really are unique to our land. That's the stories great, that will not only resonate here in Aotearoa, Aotearoa but represent a fusion of traditions that can well find a market all around the world. That is amazing, Shane, and that uh, yeah. they mentioned that possible uh, uh, collaboration eh, with uh, uh, Ngātuhoi and Ngātahu. Um, that would be amazing uh, because the NZSO uh, is looking to open up, isn't it, looking to do things with Pacific choirs, that type of thing as well. So let's hope it all goes forward. Yeah. Well, you know, a few years ago now I, I was involved in another collaboration with, between, between uh, the Chinese community uh, NZNO and the Auckland Film and hmm. Orchestra and we went to China and oh. you know they loved their NZNO but at the end they played some New Zealand tunes some Māori tunes and that uniqueness yeah. had a special resonation and I think that we uh, I think that we ought Shane. not to underestimate our, Up to the news our, now. our indigenous culture sorry thank you Ora Shane Tepo uh, and Heather Roy with us it's news time the panel 4 to 5 right here